NPR. This is The Indicator from Planet Money. I'm Waylon Wong. Last year, the crypto industry fell on some hard times. Prices tanked and a bunch of companies collapsed. This so-called crypto winter has been validating for critics of the industry who say crypto is nothing more than a new form of gambling or even outright fraud. And one high-profile voice in this crowd comes from an unlikely background. Not finance or software or law, but show business. My name is Ben McKenzie, and I'm an actor who wrote a book on cryptocurrency. And you're also a six-time Teen Choice Award nominee. I am. One day I will win that damn surfboard. Ben McKenzie, star of one of my favorite teeny bopper dramas of yore, The O.C. He has spent the last couple of years researching cryptocurrency and trying to persuade people that it's a scam. He even teamed up with a journalist to write a book. It's out this week, and it's called Easy Money, Cryptocurrency, Casino Capitalism, and the Golden Age of Fraud. Today on the show, Ben McKenzie tells us about the unexpected journey he took from actor to outspoken crypto skeptic. Cryptocurrency, here we come, after the break. This message comes from NPR sponsor LiveRight, publishers of Left for Dead. Shipwreck, treachery, and survival at the edge of the world by Eric J. Dolan. The true story of five castaways abandoned on the Falkland Islands during the War of 1812. Available wherever books are sold. This message comes from Apple Card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase. That's 3% on products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City Branch. Subject to credit approval. Terms apply. This message comes from NPR sponsor, BetterHelp. When you keep your stress bottled up, it can eat away at you. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to make them better. Try BetterHelp Online Therapy, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp at BetterHelp.com NPR today to get 10% off your first month. Ben McKenzie's first major role was in the primetime teen drama The O.C., which ran for four seasons on Fox. Ben played a troubled teen who gets taken in by a wealthy family in Newport Beach, California. But before Ben was getting into fights with jocks and charming the girl next door, he was majoring in economics at the University of Virginia. And I remember sitting in an econ 101 class and realizing that we made money up. It's only really about the value we ascribe to it and its ability to do the things we needed to do based on trust, really. This is just a piece of paper with green markings on it. There is nothing special except that we all uh, agree that it's worth a dollar. After graduating, Ben put his econ degree in a drawer and pursued acting. He was in a few TV shows and a Broadway play. But everything came to a halt when the pandemic shut down the entertainment industry. Ben found himself very bored at home. And then he started hearing a lot about crypto. The price for Bitcoin was skyrocketing. New tokens were being launched. The market was hot. And in early 2021, a friend of Ben's got in touch. He came to me and he said, dude, you got to buy Bitcoin. 
Ben was wary, but he could also see people were making money in crypto. So he dusted off his undergraduate economics education and he started doing some research, trying to answer basic questions like, do cryptocurrencies behave like traditional currencies that are backed by governments? It had been 20 years, but I remembered that currencies do things in economics, like they have functions. They are a medium of exchange. You can buy and sell stuff with them. They're a unit of account. You can do your, run your books with them. They're store of value. Their value stays relatively consistent over time. Cryptocurrencies couldn't do any of those things. You could buy them, hope their price rose, then sell them, then buy stuff. But you couldn't actually like – I couldn't go to my neighborhood deli and buy a bagel in Bitcoin. And the volatility was wild. So they're not currencies. What are they? Ben became convinced that cryptocurrencies were not currencies, but investments, and more precisely, securities, meaning money put toward a common enterprise with the expectation of profit derived from other people's efforts. That's how the Supreme Court defines securities. But cryptocurrencies weren't being regulated like securities, and this is actually still an unsettled question for the industry today. So in the meantime, as regulators and lawmakers debated what to do, Ben worried about the potential for fraud. The way it was being sold by the time I got there in 2021 was that it was basically a panacea for all of the ailments of our financial system. It was going to bank the unbanked. It was going to democratize our financial system. It was going to be the future of money. And all you needed to invest in the future of money was a willingness to part with the current version of it. That seemed very scary. (laughs) Ben took a different tack. He started shorting the crypto market, making bets that prices would fall. They didn't, and he ended up losing over $200,000. But he wanted to keep digging. So around the same time he was losing money, he messaged a journalist on Twitter, Jacob Silverman, who had written a skeptical article about Bitcoin for the New Republic. Ben asked Jacob if he wanted to work together, and Jacob agreed. Their first article, published in Slate in October 2021, called out celebrities like Kim Kardashian and Tom Brady for endorsing crypto. And as Ben and Jacob published more stories and got more visibility, they met some big names in the industry. People like Alex Mashinsky, the founder of a cryptocurrency lender called Celsius. In their interview, Ben asked Alex Mashinsky how much money in crypto was real money. Research has shown that trading volumes in crypto are artificially inflated by investors acting as both buyer and seller of the same assets. So Ben wanted to know how much money being invested is actual government-backed currency. To be honest, I did not expect him to answer. Usually, you know, crypto people will say like, well, what do you mean by real money? Um, but Mashinsky didn't. Mashinsky knew what real money was. And he said 10 to 15 percent was real. And the rest was speculation. And my blood ran cold because... Most people do not understand that when they buy crypto, the real money backing it is very little. Celsius ended up filing for bankruptcy in 2022, just a few months after that interview. Alex Mashinsky was charged last week with commodities fraud and manipulation of securities prices, among other things, tied to the collapse of his firm. And then last year, after months of exchanging direct messages on Twitter, Ben lined up an interview with Sam Bankman-Fried, the founder of now-defunct crypto exchange FTX. Sam, at the time, was sold as the J.P. Morgan of crypto. He was going to, you know, make crypto safe for the average American. And I'll be honest, I mean, to a degree, even I bought into that hype. Did you go into the interview thinking, maybe there's something here and Sam will explain it to me? 100%. Absolutely. I had gotten to the pinnacle, right? I got into the top guy 
he went to MIT, he worked on Wall Street. He was the boy wonder. And yet, when I sat with him, I just kept getting unsatisfying answer after unsatisfying answer. And I left, again, with that pit in my stomach that I'd had from my interview with Mashinsky earlier, just thinking there's so many more people who, who could get hurt here. Later that year, FDX collapsed. SBF is now facing fraud and conspiracy charges. But Ben is still worried. People are still investing in Bitcoin. And there's interest among Wall Street firms in creating investment funds that track the price of Bitcoin. These funds would allow institutional investors like pension funds to get into the market. That could lead to something terrible like your grandma's pension being invested in a quote-unquote digital asset that has no value. Is there a version of the crypto industry, one that's highly regulated as a security that you could live with? Well, they're funny securities, right? I mean, a security, a average security would be a share of a stock in a company, let's call it Apple. Well, Apple makes stuff and then they sell services based on those products. So there's a revenue stream. There is a real value there that you can compare to other companies based on what their revenue streams are. With crypto, there is nothing. It doesn't make any money because it doesn't do anything. So regulate it, please. I believe if all cryptos were classified as securities and regulated as such vigorously, they would effectively disappear. But there's a lot of resistance in the industry to classifying crypto as a security. Some advocates say crypto should be treated as a commodity, more like a sack of corn than a stock. Others say there should be a new kind of regulatory regime that reflects this novel financial technology. Meanwhile, the federal agency that regulates commodities, the CFTC, already classified Bitcoin as a commodity back in 2015. And more recently, a federal judge ruled in a closely watched case that a token called XRP only counts as a security when it's sold to certain kinds of investors. Bitcoin prices soared on that news. With so much in the industry still up in the air, it looks like Ben's personal research project turned career pivot will keep him busy for a while longer. Yeah, I got to go. Sorry, pretty soon. Oh, okay. Which OC character would be the most likely to get into crypto? Uh, it's going to be uh, it's going to be Luke and it's going to be Jimmy. Jimmy Cooper. That's Jimmy. what I was going to say. Jimmy, where's my money? To ask you a question, where's my money? Look, I didn't want you to find out this way, but I don't have it. What? I will, but I don't have it right now. Well, if you don't have my money, then who has it? Yeah. Not the real life actors, both great guys, but the characters <laughs> they played. This episode was produced by Corey Bridges and engineered by Neil Rauch. It was fact-checked by Sierra Juarez. Viet Lee's our senior producer. Kiki Cannon edits the show and the indicator it's a production of NPR. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Humana. Employees are the heartbeat of your business. That's why Humana offers group dental, vision, life, and disability plans designed to protect them. Exceptional service, broad networks, and modern benefits. That's the power of human care. Support for NPR and the following message come from Rosetta Stone, the perfect app to achieve your language learning goals no matter how busy your schedule gets. It's designed to maximize study time with immersive 10-minute lessons and audio practice for your commute. Plus, tailor your learning plan for specific objectives like travel. Get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off and unlimited access to 25 language courses. Learn more at rosettastone.com NPR. What does it mean to be Black in America? In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, a collection of stories as varied, nuanced, and dynamic as Black experiences— 
you'll hear. It means everything. Search NPR Black Stories, Black Truths wherever you get your podcasts.